Blog Talk Radio. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. And welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Kristen Konvitz is the New York-based manager of the Film for Global crowdfunding platform Indiegogo. Her role includes acquiring film projects in varying stages and overseeing them through all stages of their crowdfunding campaigns. Kristen spent seven years as the Director of Acquisitions and Production at Wild Bunch. She holds a BS in Media Studies for New York University and an MFA in Film Producing from Columbia University. And Carol, from the heart's been a partner with Indiegogo for three years now, right? Yes, we started when it was the Wild Wild West, Kristen. It was wonderful. <laughs> you can imagine three years ago. So um, I thank you so much for coming. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, we're very excited. We want to learn more about your connection with Demio, what that mm-hmm. is all about, what it means for filmmakers. And uh, we want to learn from you what what really makes campaigns successful. So um, those are the two things I'd like to cover today in, in many aspects, if, uh, Great. if we can. Okay, good. Uh, so let's start with what people should know, but they really, uh, it changes every day. I'd like to know why you, uh, people should choose Indiegogo over Kickstarter. Tell me what yep. Indiegogo has to say about that. No problem. Um, obviously, we're both crowdfunding platforms, but we definitely have uh, a different approach to things um, and have since day one since we started about seven years ago. Um, we have a very hands-on approach. We like to work directly with filmmakers, whether you're a $5,000 campaign or a $5 million campaign. We want everyone to be successful at every level, and we really take an interest early on in helping people build their campaigns, their videos, their perks, uh, how to do their outreach strategy and develop their social media in order to run a sex- successful campaign. Um, beyond that, uh, of course, I think the most famous difference is that we offer flexible funding, which I think most filmmakers are familiar with, and I would say the majority of people that I work with do choose this because it's unique to Indiegogo, which is uh, you set a goal, and even if you don't hit that goal, you get to keep the funds. Um, for me, that 
uh, an advantage for filmmakers, especially independent filmmakers who know how to work with whatever they can get and can kind of use whatever funds they have to make it work. Um, that's kind of like the definition of independent filmmaking is really taking the money from everywhere and kind of, you know, beg, barring and stealing in any way to make it happen uh, for anything. So we do offer that, and we also offer fixed funding, which, of course, is, uh, you know, all or nothing, similar to our competitor. Um, additionally, we are completely global. We're available in 224 countries and territories, um, and always have been since day one. So we're a very global platform. We have people on the ground in cities across the world, and a third of our contributions actually come from outside uh, the United States. Um, and something else with Unique Indiegogo, which ties in from, with From the Heart, is that we allow uh, film projects to tie in with a fiscal sponsor or a 501c3 nonprofit, uh, which allows them to obviously tie in with a cause and provide tax deductions for people that contribute to their campaigns, which is a unique feature of Indiegogo as well. Oh, I love that part. It's so beneficial. <laughs> and the filmmakers really love that. Um, I have to go back to you, and you're talking about flexible funding. I think yes. uh, that is so important because I, I agree. A lot of my physically sponsored people uh, went early on with Indiegogo, uh, with uh, out Indiegogo. They went to Kickstarter, and then they came to me and said, "Oh my gosh, I got within thirty percent of my goal. What can I do?" And uh, so I have done everything possible to help them get even to get what they had been promised. And people going back the second time, it is really hard. So yes. um, I, I recommend to all filmmakers that uh, take the Indiegogo way, take the flexible funding, don't put all that work out and lose the money. I mean, that is a lot of stress. You're already under enough stress raising money and making a film. You just add to that stress. I do not believe that there's any more, uh, there are any uh, additional benefits on uh, Kickstarter that are not on Indiegogo. In fact, I think there are more benefits on Indiegogo. Uh, <laughs> I would agree with you there. <laughs> of course, and 224 countries, that's incredible. Uh, we have taken money from Brazil, from Italy, from Canada, from all over, oh, a lot of times, England. And uh, it is fabulous. Uh, and many times we can hold that in our PayPal account in that currency and then pay it back to the person in that same currency so that the, we don't have to deal with international uh, rates of exchange so right. there's just so many benefits working through you. I really appreciate that part. Thank you. Yeah, we really try and be, um, I think our goal is to be as a flexible platform as possible for filmmakers, whether it's, you know, method of funding, type of funding, as you mentioned, PayPal, and also we have direct credit card payments. And we have, you know, immense flexibility when setting up a campaign. I mean, anything is changeable on the actual campaign page at any point, except for, of course, the funding amount and the method of funding. But we really work with people to kind of, you know, it, it's obviously an evolving process. So as things move, you change out perks, swap things out, hide stuff, add more videos, um, try and, you know, evolve the campaign as much as possible. And we like to help people with that flexibility. Great. Yeah, I know you do. I think that is so wonderful. That uh, And this is what uh, uh, people who use 
from the heart and Indiegogo. They tell me that they love the fact that Indiegogo is so quick to respond, so much involved and caring and supporting for filmmakers. It's the Indiegogo way, for sure. Um, we don't want to be just a platform. We want to be a member of the team and really, you know, on the filmmaker's side to help them get to their goal using the best practices that we've learned. And we know that, you know, our customer service is second to none, whether it's between our campaign specialty team on, on my side, where we're helping people build the campaigns, and also once the campaign is live, even if there's, you know, small things that are wrong or um, little things that come up, uh, our customer happiness team, what we call it, um, has a very quick response rate, uh, definitely within 24 hours, usually more like eight hours. But um, we're always on top of it and want to solve everything for everyone, even if it's just, you know, if we don't know the answer, we'll let you know that and we'll come back to you with an answer at a later time. Absolutely right. Well, please give us your Top three tips for successful campaigns. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I have to credit uh, one of our recent campaigners for this. Uh, we had a, a film called Iron Sky 2, uh, which just finished their second campaign with Indiegogo. They ran a, a first campaign for development of the project uh, about a year and a half ago for $160,000, I believe, and then subsequently just ran a production campaign for the same movie, for about $480,000. And they've coined this thing called the trifecta, which I totally agree with in every way for kind of current crowdfunding campaigns. And they are having unique perks, constant updating, and good content. Um, And those are the things that are going to define a successful campaign. Uh, So each of those unique perks, uh, you know, to stand out in today's very crowded crowdfunding uh, arena, uh, you can't just offer the T-shirt, the hat, the download. Those are what we call standard perks. You really have to kind of step outside that box. Think of things that are very personal to the film, personal to the filmmaker or the people involved with it, uh, to the storyline. What could tie in with exactly what the film is about that you can't get anywhere else? And that doesn't have to be anything that costs you an insane amount of money. It could be, you know, tiny vintage postcards, Uh, sent from the location of the set, uh, written from the characters, like not very cost-intensive, but very personal to the actual film. Um, And also things that are more experiential. Um, Something that the Iron Sky folks did was come and be an extra in the film and be chased by a dinosaur. Now, you can't really get that in any other film campaign, I think. Uh, Or if you can, that'd be awesome as well. (laughs) But uh, it's definitely unique. So thinking outside the box and thinking about stuff that really ties in with your movie that's going to make your perk stand out is what's going to help your campaign page stand out as well because people are wanting to get involved with those perks. Um, Content updating. And this kind of ties in as well with good content, which is you want to have, you want to prepare yourself as much in advance as possible and really kind of think out the campaign and have different things that you're going to release to the campaign, whether it be videos, photos, interviews, um, new perks, things like that that you can constantly release to the campaign, but it's not spammy. So you're not just telling people, support this campaign, contribute to this campaign over and over and over again, because that's not going to get through. Um, You really have to think of stuff that's kind of surrounding the world of your film and updating based on that. 
So yes, asking people to support your film, but also peppering that with content throughout your social media and your outreach and the actual campaign page that's just surrounding the world of it. So, you know, you're doing a documentary on, say, um, transgender gangs in D.C., which we actually have live right now, called The Check It. Uh, You want to have stuff surrounding it about fashion and the transgender world and things like that that are kind of peppering the world, but not exactly just about the film. Um, And then having that good content. So, you know, with the Iron Sky mm-hmm. folks, which I just mentioned, they prepared videos in advance that they were going to release every week of the campaign that featured a different character from the movie. Very high quality, almost like its own pitch video. And each time they did, they saw a spike because you're creating very good content that is not about the actual campaign and contributing money, but it's really getting people excited about the film and giving them a taste for what's coming. So, you know, you don't have to be the Iron Sky folks to do that. Um, You just want to show people, like, here's what we're doing. Here's, you know, us on set. Here's what the costumes look like. Here's, if it's a documentary, here's the place where we're shooting. And just kind of really you know, involve people in the actual campaign and the making of the movie so that it's not just about raising funds. They're actually seeing what's this process that's happening throughout the campaign, and now I'm involved. I'm a part of this, and I'm participating in all aspects of this world. So that's kind of the trifecta in a nutshell. And uh, in today's crowdfunding world, I think are key Uh, For everyone to kind of abide by, no matter what size campaign you are, you can kind of achieve these different things um, by just really getting in the world and staying on top of it and getting people in the world with you. I think that's brilliant. I I tell people, I think hats, T-shirts, all that is old hat. Forget it. Exactly. Let's get up close and personal. Anything personal that you can do. And some of my filmmakers our experienced filmmakers, and I say, why don't you just tell tell your uh, donors that you'll Skype in for a cocktail party or a dinner party and give them 20 minutes discussion about filmmaking in Hollywood, what it's like to make movies. Whether you live in Hollywood or not, it's still the Hollywood theme of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And they find that works really well. Uh, a conversation with the, uh, you can have a conversation with the director or with the producer uh, or with some of the cast. Uh, so you have a lot of options that way. And then you also, uh, you have, you know, a hand-signed copy of the script. You've got, I love what you're saying about postcards from the crew or uh, with pictures of the film on it. Uh, I think it's it's just get up close and personal, right? Exactly. Um, And something to think about is, yes, you're running an online campaign that's very, obviously, you're communicating with people through the Internet. But to try and think about things stepping outside of that, actually going outside of your house and actually doing things that involve other humans uh, to support this campaign. So whether it's throwing an event, having an having a screening and inviting people, you going and speaking at the screening, um, doing any sort of, Thing where people actually, you know, can either pay for tickets over the campaign and actually come in person because when people are, when you approach people in person and ask them to make a $5 donation or contribution, they're very much more inclined to say yes than if you ask them over email. So really thinking about kind of 
you know, getting in front of people's faces, getting experiential, getting them, you know, in a room with you is the way to kind of, you know, continue the conversation about your film because asking people to share on Facebook and on Twitter is amazing and great, but how you're really going to make an impact if you're having a really in-depth conversation with them at an event or a screening and making an impact that way, and then it's just going to mushroom out from there. Yes, yes, I've seen that happen. And I saw one woman who had a, um, what is it where, it's a flash mob. She did a flash mob at a uh, farmer's market in Seattle where it was really full of people. And what she had done was gathered a lot of friends who were uh, musicians ahead of time. So they were all there, and they but they were in different spots. And then somehow some music started. One person started playing, and the other musicians joined. And then the people came, and then it was just this wonderful thing. And she was uh, passing out cards, mm-hmm. uh, driving people that at that moment to her uh, campaign with the link to the campaign. And she just put a whole community together to help her do it, and it was very successful. Exactly. That's a perfect example of stepping away from the computer, but still getting people involved um, and getting them to contribute because it, I'm sure it obviously converted to contributions later on. Oh, it did. It converted that same day. They were using their cell phones and supporting her. Uh, so it was very, it was great because actually it's you're marketing yourself and your film at the same time that you're making it. This is so important to realize all the marketing possibilities and success that you can have. So can you want to talk about that for a few minutes? Yeah, 100%. Um, so we always say if you're doing it for the money, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, yes, obviously, all filmmakers need money to fund their movies. But what's more important, especially in today's day and age where the attention spans are so small and everything is based around constant social media you know, barking at you, Um, to be able to build an audience for your movie and yourself um, via social media and building buzz for what you're working on and kind of keeping that buzz and interest and that audience with you throughout the entire process that you're building this this film and up into the festival premiere and eventual, you know, um, distribution of the film that, you're building it so far in advance and building so much buzz for yourself that the awareness is just through the roof. And you're going to build all these people around you that are ideally going to come with you to your next project and the next project and the next project, if, of course, they're they're happy with what they got the first time around. Um, so it's much more about, you know, you have to build your, I, I hate the word, but you have to build your brand um, and really kind of create your world around the film and keep that audience with you, engage that audience and take them with you through your career because that's just going to, you know, staying at home and being agoraphobic filmmaker who doesn't put yourself in the public eye anymore doesn't really work anymore. You really have to get yourself out there. You have to put yourself out there in front of people, talk to people, engage with the community that you're involved with, whether it's independent film or or more niche community, um, to really engage them so that you're part of it, and they're always going to come with you in the future. Well, this is very true. Uh, you know, let's go back to what you were talking about, this Ironside film. Iron Sky, uh, yeah. Uh, say that again? Iron Sky. Iron Skies. Yeah. Um, 
Now, because they came, they did their first campaign for a small amount, relatively speaking. Yes. What was the first amount? One hundred and sixty. It was about one hundred and sixty, perhaps one hundred and sixty-three. I don't know the exact amount, but around there. Yes. Okay. So um, then they came back for four eighty. So that is uh, an increase, a huge increase. What made them think they could reach that number? How did they come to that number? Um, well, I think it's a, you know, it's a combination of what you, well, you first have to think about what you want and what you need. Um, they decided to break up their campaign and they're most likely going to do another campaign once they've finished production for post. Um, because, you know, they need a large amount of money. So asking for a few, you know, three campaigns for smaller amounts is much easier than asking for one large amount at the very beginning, especially since they hadn't shot the movie yet. Um, so with each campaign, they, you know, with the first campaign, they raised that money. They shot a kind of concept trailer that they then used for the second campaign, which then proved to audiences, like, we're going to make this awesome, um, and shot all this supplemental content that I mentioned where they were releasing uh, little mini videos about each character in the film and used that as kind of proof of here's the tone of the movie, here's what we're going for, this is what it's going to look like, and it's going to be awesome for this relatively small amount for how big the movie looks, um, and proving themselves. So, you know, we raised 160 the first time, but we need to go a little higher because we're going into production now, but here's what we're going to do with it. So they showed that, you know, with the first amount of money, they were able to progress the film in a very kind of advanced way and show people what they're made of. So that's how they were able to kind of blow past their goal, which I think was 400000 if I'm correct, um, and go beyond it. Um, so how they decided on that, um, it's always a combination of a few things, which is how big is your social media and your mailing list, which in their case is significant. So you know you have a pretty large fan base already. This was a sequel to a movie that had a huge cult following. Um, so they knew there were people that wanted to see this second one. Um, so they had that already kind of locked in. Um, and then based off of that, they were able to kind of decide on a $400,000 goal as being an appropriate amount for production to actually shoot the movie and then later do another campaign by showing, oh, we've shot the movie and here's how far we've progressed from the last campaign. And ideally, that'll hopefully raise more the next time. Okay. Well, uh, let's just try to give some filmmakers an idea. For example, for someone that wanted to raise Mm $50,000 for their and who was willing to do uh, all of the things we're talking about. Yep. Uh, what would you say are significant numbers of social media to reach that 50,000? Right. Um, so it's less about the number and more about the engagement. So, you know, you could have somebody like a big celebrity who has, say, 3 million Twitter followers, but at the end of the day, if they're getting, you know, 10 shares and five retweets, that's worth nothing because it means they're not engaging with their following. They don't talk to their following. They don't, you know, engage in the world that their following lives in. So, you know, you could have somebody that has 10,000 followers, which is significantly less, but if the engagement is super high and they actually talk to them every day and they're involved in the same world as these people, 
then they're going to be able to engage more of that 10,000 than, say, the person at 3 million who never kind of engages with their fans. So it's less about a number and more about how much you can engage with people. So what I would tell filmmakers in what I do tell filmmakers when they're kind of ramping up for a campaign is to really start having the conversation with people that follow them in, you know, use hashtags for things that relate to the movie and really get into those conversations because you want to be known as kind of a player in that space. You want to be uh, present in that world and really kind of be known as a influencer. Um, so just to kind of, I tell people to really start engaging with people, talking to people, doing the legwork, really having those conversations in every arena to kind of just get known in that world as as a person who's, you know, going to make this film and going to do it right for these people. Well said. That's terrific. All mm -hmm. right. Well, what? how do you handle someone who comes to you and says, um, I'm running, I'm starting my campaign tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather up. them not say that. <laughs> No, this is what I hear, and this is when I get so nervous because I say, oh, wait, wait, we can't do that. You know, we need some time. Anyway, but they say, um, I have, I want, my budget says I need, for pre-production, I need 50000 okay? Mm -hmm. So what's your social media? Uh, well, I have a 1,000 people on Facebook, okay? How many names do you have in your database? 300, they say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so how are we going to get the 50,000 out of those numbers? Uh, and this is the problem that I think most people have. They, get, they believe that if they build it, their uh, database, they put it up, they build it, people will come. But right. People only Which come is never the case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think when, whenever we're setting up a campaign, uh, filmmakers, unfortunately, no matter what we say, kind of always overestimate the commitment and dedication of people. Um, when you think about it, most people procrastinate a lot. Uh, they have very limited attention spans, um, and people always put things off to the very, very last minute. So, you know, the number one thing I say is, okay, that's great. You have those names in your database. First of all, you shouldn't be launching tomorrow. <laughs> we should definitely give it at least a week. <laughs> But then beyond that, you really kind of have to get a sense, put the feelers out, tell people that you're running a campaign of those 300 names in your database, and really get a gauge of who's going to commit, who responds, and how much they're going to contribute. So you have a sense of what's going to compile those first, you know, the first few days of your campaign, how much can you count on. And you have to make a compelling argument for these people that they have to contribute in the first few days because that's what's going to give you the momentum to then be able to break outside of your, you know, inner circle and be able to access people that don't know you, uh, that don't know the project, and perhaps they're part of uh, our total strangers. Um, so it's um, really a function of making sure that, you know, your inner circles, family, friends, colleagues, anyone familiar with the film is going to contribute in the first few days, and I always we task people, like, don't tell us right now. Go home, email people, check out your social media, get a sense of who's going to contribute, who's on board, who's ignoring your email, um, and based off of that, decide 
you know, how much can you get in the first few days? And that should really be 30% of your goal. Um, And then beyond that, you can kind of multiply times three and, you know, there's a kind of rough goal for you. But to never base your goal off of your budget um, because no one's ever raising their full budget off of crowdfunding. It's generally 10%. So, you know, you have to think about what you can achieve and what you can commit to raising. So based off of that inner circle, how hard you're going to work social media and different organizations and outreach and based off of that, kind of decide where your money is coming from and how much it's going to be. Obviously, you can't know the exact amount, but you can estimate. And then decide on a goal because just going with what your budget is is never going to work unless you actually have the database and commitment and the social media to back it up. Well said. Quite right. Well, you see, in the beginning, in the old days, three years ago, um, I always said, by the time you hit your seventh email, people will start to fall off of the fence because Mm -hmm. they want to see, are you going to make it or not? And uh, do you have the stamina? And what's this all about? And they're waiting. They're sitting. They're waiting, watching you. Yep. So then when Indiegogo said, wait, we've got statistics now. If you get 30% of your goal in the first few days, you have, what is it, 80% better chance to hit your goal? Exactly. Yes, 80%. I think this it's is all. Yeah, sorry. This um, is the like, greatest <laughs> thing we've got going, and people have got to take advantage of this information. 100%. And that's what we try and impart on people. Um, you know, it's a, crowdfunding is a game of momentum. So getting that momentum in the beginning is so key to the success of a campaign in the long run. Um, just, you know, nobody walks in, I like to use the restaurant analogy, nobody walks into an empty restaurant. You always bypass it. Maybe you'll walk by later, see if people start going to it. Same thing applies for crowdfunding. If you have strangers coming to your page and they see that there's 1% raised of a $100,000 goal, they're not going to contribute because they don't see that the campaign has momentum. It's not perceived as going to be successful. So they're going to be like, oh, I'll come back later, which is why, again, that first 30% is so important because 30% is going to then compel people that don't know you to contribute because they're going to see that in the first few days you were able to raise that much money, which means this campaign got some fire to it. Um, and that there are people supporting this, large numbers and large amount of funds. So, you know, having that in the beginning is really what sets you up best. If you're unable to get it, I mean, it's not impossible. We've seen it many times, campaigns that start a bit slow and kind of pick up momentum later, but it's just going to be that much harder and that much more of a slog. Um, And you're crawling toward the goal, whereas you raise that first 30% in the first few days, um, and uh, that's just going to get you that much closer and show that you're almost, you know, you're closer to 100% than you were before. So anytime someone comes to that page, the closer you're getting to that 100, the more they're going to contribute because they're going to perceive the campaign as a success. Yes, and everyone wants to be part of success. Exactly. They want to find someone who's successful. And I think that this is a good time to mention how crowdfunding sort of follows you. Uh, 
people say, did you, uh, oh, you're funding your film. Did, did you uh, do a campaign, an uh, Indiegogo campaign? And they'll say, yes. Did you hit your goal? It's the second thing they say. Yep. And if you say no, see, I'm coming from film funding, period. My job is to help people fund their films. They don't want to hear that you didn't reach your goal. They want to know why, what happened. You know, it's like a terrible thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, even on Indiegogo, as you know, since we offer flexible funding, we, we kind of define success in a, a different way. But at the end of the day, yes, it's always, did you hit your goal or not? Even if you came 90% of your goal, you know, you still want to be able to say that, which is why, again, like I always come back to the fact that we're super hands-on before the campaign launches because we want to make sure you set a realistic goal. Like it is so important for the eventual kind of perceived success of the film that you can always reference that campaign later on as a great success and all these people came to support and you've built this amazing database of people that are now following this project. Um, it's, it's so important. Know, exactly. Because if you can imagine yourself sitting at a desk with a guy who can write you a check for $5,000 very easily, and you're asking him for money for your film, and he then he starts questioning you about your campaign, and you have to say, no, I didn't hit my goal. And then uh, business people set goals on a weekly basis, monthly basis. So they don't understand what happened here. So it's a, a, one of the most important things, is, in my opinion, to hit that goal. So I highly recommend that you choose achievable goals, right? Exactly. And that's, you know, we really try and help people to do that um, as much as we can using the, the information that we're provided. So um, it's a, if you're doing a campaign or thinking about running one, um, just really start thinking about the outreach strategy, social media, and building your email list to, before you even start thinking about the goal. Exactly. You don't have enough information to decide what the goal is until you start exactly. talking. That's right. Good. Well, let's talk to me more about this outreach um, what do you suggest or any tips you might give to people on how to do an, uh, the outreach for their campaign? Yeah, I mean, the best place to start is to, of course, try and identify who the audience of your movie is um, and the different audience segments that there could be. So whether it's, uh, again, I mentioned the, the transgender gang in, in DC Project, the Check It, which is live right now, which, uh, of course, you have LGBT, which is a major kind of audience for that kind of content, but at the same time, there's fashion, there's, uh, you know, transgender, there's a lot of different kind of aspects that you can attack. So think about all the different audience segments that might be involved in your project, also documentary film for that one, um, and really try and figure out where they congregate in terms of, it live and in person, what kind of blogs and publications they read, what organizations they're members of, and kind of just organize all of that into a large outreach document. And just really in the prep time of your campaign, start reaching out to people. Start following those people on Twitter and Facebook. Start reaching out to organizations to see if they'll become involved with your project in any capacity, whether it's tweeting on your behalf or even sending out their newsletter or perhaps they get involved in the campaign somehow by contributing a perk 
or um, or in a video or something like that, um, and just start kind of gauging whether people can get involved in some capacity from those different segments. And because the goal is, you're yes, you're going to go out to your own audience first, which is you know your inner circles, that first thirty percent, but you want to access other people's, other publications, audiences as well. And that's how you're kind of going to break outside of your own circles is by going into other people's circles um, that are kind of under the same guise as what your film is. So really kind of lining up way before your campaign launches, who is your audience, how you're going to get to them, and in what capacity. So really kind of lining up what everyone's going to be able to do for this campaign and their involvement and then you can, from there, also kind of build that into the goal as well and see, based off of those people's audiences, how much I can kind of tack, you know, how much extra I can raise from those people. Um, so it's really, it's, it's a prep game. I would say it's like pre-production on a movie. Um, it's probably more important than the actual campaign because that's what's going to set you up for success best in terms of breaking out of your inner circles and really accessing the audience. So every film has an audience, but you just have to find out where they are and how you're going to get to them. So that, that's really the kind of the, the conundrum. <laughs> this is brilliant. This is brilliant. I, I totally agree with you. It's identifying your audience using language that will identify your audience, searching for people, groups, organizations, online, that like that or are interested in that subject matter and then engaging them and driving them to your website uh, to get their names and addresses before you even launch. And then when you start your campaign, uh, that's where you need your crew, which is Mm -hmm. the things I wanted to ask you was how many uh, people do you recommend people have on their, uh, their crew because I, I don't recommend anyone do this alone. I agree. Um, yeah, the, I don't have a specific number. I mean, you don't want too many cooks in the kitchen, that's for sure. Um, but you don't want to do it alone either. It's a full-time job. Uh, it's exhausting and takes a lot of effort. And you want to be able to have other people on your team involved with the film, whether it's your producer, um, editor, social media manager, anything like that to kind of help you in terms of spreading the word because one person can only do so much and after 30 to 45 days, which is the average for a film campaign, it can be very exhausting um, and very trying. So you really want to kind of spread the wealth <laughs> and get people involved. Um, there's no specific number, though. Uh, just don't do it alone and definitely don't have too many people involved. Right. I recommend you that you and three other people, so there's a team of four, Mm-hmm. And that has been very successful for my my gang. Those people who do that have uh, hit their goals and done very well. Um, but let's talk about what those uh, crew members or the people can do to help you. What what do you suggest they do? Um, I mean, it could range from anything from helping you actually manage your social media. Say you're not super social media savvy, so you want somebody that's You know, you want to have somebody that has that savviness to be able to help run the day-to-day, which is the constant updating, constant conversations on Twitter and Facebook, constant updating images, that kind of stuff. You want somebody running the day-to-day on the actual campaign, which is making sure everything's in working order, doing updates, 
things like that. And, of course, you want everyone on your team to be able to help you with outreach. So uh, all that stuff I just talked about, um, you know, reaching out to organizations, blogs, publications, websites, uh, people to follow on Twitter and Facebook that are in your audience segments, um, getting them on top of them because, you know, for one person it's too much. You want to be able to cast the net as wide as possible and see who's going to get involved. And your team members are going to be the ones who are going to help spread the word the most. So, you know, accessing, getting them to help access others is just going to, you know, increase your chances of accessing more audience. Right, right. May I, uh, I'd like to, if I may also say, um, it's really important to, if you have the type of, say for instance it's Facebook, and you have a page that's a fan page that people can actually like the, the page, not just a post, to um, ask ask people you know to invite them to like your page, and which would also allow them to see your posts as they come up on the timeline. Exactly. Yeah, you definitely want to get as many, try and get as many people to like your page as possible. The one thing about Facebook, unfortunately, is that they've kind of caught on to this. And in order to kind of promote your film page, they make you pay for it. So, you know, if you want 10% or 20% of the people, well, you can always count that without promoted posts, only 10% of your likes are actually going to see the post. So you have to pay in order to get, say, 20%, 30%, and obviously the higher that number goes, the more you're going to have to pay Facebook to get exposure in those people's news feeds and to get it in front of their eyeballs. So it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a game you have to play with Facebook, but obviously the more eyeballs, the better. And if you do have a budget, a small budget, say, for social media, doing Facebook-promoted posts is a nice way to you know, test the waters, see which posts work better than others. Um, and kind of see if it's actually converting. If it's not converting, then you can totally abandon the idea. But sometimes it actually does, and you can see that in Indiegogo's backend, whether Facebook posts are converting for you to actual contributions and how many eyeballs you're getting on the page. So you'll be able to access all that data and kind of know based off of that how well Facebook is working for you, how well Twitter is working for you, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Thank you. Yes, and, and and I also uh, noticed that uh, when people step in to do this kind of thing, you know, and they and they uh, perhaps they invite friends to like the page, and then because you know, of course, the more people do that, and and if you are also promoting the way that you have said, when that happens, um, it there it there's that that potential for certain posts that you make to really go viral as well. Yeah, 100%. That's why, you know, keeping it fresh, keeping it different, make sure you're changing up the posts that you're making. Like, obviously, you don't just want to spam people with, please support my campaign, please support my campaign. Keeping it interesting, doing articles, doing photos, doing videos, posting different kinds of things that surround the world of your film, not just about the campaign, is a good way to test, like, what's getting liked, what's getting comments, what's getting shared, and kind of based off of that, you can evolve your strategy to kind of fit what people are responding to. Great. Thank you so much. All right. We've, we're um, using all of our time up here, but I, it's such good information. I do. We will get to the Vimeo partnership uh, connection. But tell me about trailers, because um, do you help people create their trailers, and what do you think is important? 
Yeah, um, so we don't actually like shoot the video for them, but we do help people in terms of feedback. We'll look over their scripts and we'll help them before they actually shoot it with some comments and suggestions. And then once they have shot it, giving feedback on the edit uh, and stuff like that and what they say in the video. Uh, and what we recommend is, you know, you want to make it as personal as possible um, and you want to be able to show what you're, why you're the person that should be making this film and should be entrusted with it and also make an ask. So the ask is never, please give us money. Um, you want to make sure you're asking people to join your, join you, support you, join this movie, join the team, really become a part of the project. That's the key is you definitely want to make an ask. Never, ever put just a trailer as your pitch video because a trailer is a sales tool to actually get people to go see your movie, not to actually contribute. Um, so what you'll find is people want to put a trailer up, just a trailer of their film, and you'll get a bunch of people saying, great, when can I see the movie, as opposed to, great, when can I contribute, because there's never an ask in a trailer to contribute to the film. So I definitely recommend everyone should shoot one. It doesn't have to be super fancy or anything. You just got to be, you know, it's got to look good because you're a filmmaker. Um, you got to make the ask, and you got to be charismatic and passionate about what you're making. So it doesn't have to be anything too crazy, but you definitely want to make sure that you have a pitch with an ask um, and really kind of uh, portrays your passion for what you're doing. Good. All right. Well, we do that. I read scripts, and then I, I send it back because and with notes, and then they rewrite it. Sometimes that we do two rewrites, three rewrites before they start to shoot. And then... Um, it's it, they've got their heart on the page, which is what I think they have to do. Exactly. It's, Being genuine is the most important. Yes. Honest, genuine, truthful. People will love that, and they can really tell when you're sincere. And uh, my book, The Art of Film uh, Funding, said in 2004 that people give money to people, not to films. And Indiegogo has proven that's true. So people that want to know who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it, that's what really engages them. Why would you put two, three years of your life into making a film? What's so important? I think that's the key to connecting to people. Uh, so that's what I really work with them on. And I, I honestly think that the video that you put up grabs their attention. But the page is the closer. The page exactly. closes. They, they, they're telling you how important the film is, why they're making it, what's going on. But, and they're asking you for the money. Well, that's okay, but what's, give me some more info. And that's when they start reading the page. And that has got to be a, the closing argument. The reason why they should definitely give you that donation has got to be on the page, Right. 100%. And that's why, you know, pages now have to be very professional looking. Um, you know, you got to get a graphic designer on there, on retainer or something, to do some banners, do some nice pie charts, make some really cool images, because you want to make sure that no matter what, your page has got to look professional. I've seen $5,000 short films that have pages that look like, you know, million-dollar campaigns. So you just, you know, People want to know this filmmaker knows what they're doing. They have a vision. They have a style. They have a tone. Um, and they've got some cool perks. So now I'm intrigued. Their page looks awesome. I trust their abilities as an artist. 
but now I want to contribute. Okay, what is there? And that's where the perks come in. And obviously unique perks, as I mentioned, are very key for that. Um, and that's what's going to be the, the closer at the end. Absolutely. Uh, that's right. It works together, hand in hand. Well, now let's get to Vimeo. So tell us about this new exciting relationship that Vimeo has with Indiegogo. Certainly. Um, so we've created, um, a, we have a partnership with Vimeo now uh, for a creator's fund. Um, we're basically, the intention was that we always wanted to, you know, we don't just want to be a crowdfunding platform. We want to help filmmakers do the process and get their film seen, help them with fulfillment, help them in any way we can to kind of, you know, beyond funding, how do you get your film out into the world? Um, most films, unfortunately, are not going to get traditional distribution. And, and thankfully for all these new platforms, Vimeo in particular, um, we're able to kind of break outside the box and see some new stuff and see some really cool stuff that's being made out there that normally wouldn't get traditional distribution. So that was the intention behind it. And um, we basically formed a partnership with them where they will – where they will provide fulfillment for anyone running an Indiegogo campaign. And also anybody who's doing that is also up for funding, um, potentially matching funds or any other level from them to, in exchange for a 60-day digital exclusive um, on the film. Now, and that doesn't preclude the film from getting theatrical at a film festival down the road. So you still have that option open to you should, should it present itself. They will also uh, put up a certain amount of uh, P&A dollars to advertise the release when they finally make it um, and promote the film on your behalf. So um, it's really great. They've already committed to a film called The Connected Universe, which ran a campaign last month. It's a documentary, uh, raised $258,000. They've committed some funding for it and are also going to release it digitally and provide some marketing dollars to it and are really behind it. So that's kind of the first step and hopefully of many. We've had a 166 um, submissions already for it. Um, and they're going to be providing up to a million dollars in funding this year for Indiegogo campaigns. So it's a great way for lots of films to potentially get exposure uh, beyond the traditional roots. Oh, I think we've lost her, Claire. Uh, no, actually, um, you're still with us, aren't you, Kristen? I'm here. <laughs> great. Okay, can you right. hear her okay? Yes, great. Well, um, tell us, for just to clarify, they get a 50-day window that they release your film for 50 days. And is that, you say it's non-exclusive? They can still... Uh, well, even it is exclusive. So you can't um, you can't turn around and go release it digitally elsewhere. So they will have the exclusive digital window. Um, okay. It's 60 days, not 50. Um, but it doesn't preclude someone from doing theatrical. So you could go to a festival, theoretically, and still sell your theatrical rights. You just can't offer the digital rights uh, because, obviously, they've, they've given you funding and uh, mar marketing dollars to promote the movie via Vimeo for 60 days. Okay. And that's all they want is the 60 days? That is all they want, yeah. I mean, they 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 have their video-on-demand platform, and they want to get content in there, great content. Um, people that have 
built-in audiences, similar to Indiegogo, you know, it's the same kind of um, methodology in that, you know, we want the, the campaigns that do the best on Indiegogo are people that have built up their audiences and really engage with them, and that's the same that works for their platform. So it's really a nice marriage in terms of what works well for us and also works well for Vimeo. Wonderful. So, um, and then they have free unlimited fulfillment. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So you can opt in for that, and it will basically you offer a digital download of your movie through the campaign. Um, you will be able to fulfill it, fulfill that digital download through Vimeo for free. Um, and they will, you know, they'll provide, uh, they will export the email addresses of everyone who purchased that and provide individual, you know, unique codes for each of them so that they could either stream or download the movie depending on what you've offered. Um, and that's totally included in the deal. Wonderful. Any other benefits? Well, you're getting, you know, you're getting exposure on their platform, which is great, and I would say it's probably the go-to digital platform for most the filmmaker audience worldwide. Um, so, you know, if you don't, if you feel you have a film that's, you know, not theatrical or maybe not mainstream, and really you can access your audience better than anyone else, that's a great route for you because there's more upside for you in it. Um, you're going to be able to access your audience easier because you know them best as opposed to, you know, a distributor who, say, releases it in L.A. or New York. Um, and you're getting access to their audience and their marketing sense. So, it's you know, if you feel you have something that's a little unique and outside the box and maybe isn't for everyone, um, it might be a nice way to go. Absolutely. Well, where do we find the application for this? Uh, it is on Indiegogo, um, and I will pull it up right now so I can read it out to you. <laughs> okay. It's really important. So uh, th how often will they hear back, and are there certain dates? Is there a closure date, or is it just an ongoing application? It's an ongoing rolling application. Um, it's quite simple. It's one page you fill out once you have an Indiegogo draft. Um, very easy. And they will look over it. They will send you a confirmation and let you know pretty quickly um, if they're interested or not. Well, that's so good. The place, the place to find it is on the Indiegogo blog, um, which is kind of a long, uh, long email address. But if you just go to the Indiegogo blog and enter Vimeo Partnership, it will come up. Um, and there's the sign-up sheet at the bottom. I can also send it to you guys to put on your website as well. Yes, thank you. I'd like that. So this is lots of fun. I think yes, it was. <laughs> it is because I, I'm so proud of the filmmakers that Indiegogo has working in the film department because they know the language, they understand your passion, they're there helping you every minute. It's And now to have this uh, part of a distribution going on, it's an absolute perfect commitment for Indiegogo to get involved with for filmmakers. Thank you for that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the first step and hopefully a number of things that we're doing to help service the filmmakers and get their films out there in this increasingly kind of insane distribution market that's out there. Um, <laughs> so we, <laughs> we just really want to be able to help people get their films seen and 
funded, of course, primarily, and then obviously being after that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for the information you've given us. So we've, in closing, have you got any advice that you can give to filmmakers who are wanting to run an Indiegogo campaign? Um, yeah, I mean, as I, I think we've kind of covered the bases. Um, the thing to kind of take away is that the more, you know, if you build it, they will come is not a way to go about crowdfunding. You want to be as prepped as possible and really do your research uh, about your audience and how you're going to access them before you do anything. Um, and that's kind of where it all starts uh, is, as we said, finding the audience and accessing them. So that's kind of the crux of crowdfunding and where where you're going to find success. And exactly. then you can reach out to me, and I'm Kristen at K-R-I-S-T-E-N at Indiegogo.com. Well said. All right, thank you very much for the information and for joining us, and we sincerely appreciate the work you do to support filmmakers. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Yes. Thanks, Claire. Oh, you're welcome, and everyone be well. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you. Bye. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.